What's up, fuckheads? 7.21 on an overcast Tuesday morning. Very again, kick-ass motivator mummy session this morning. We did kettlebells and calisthenics in Tabata format. Circled up, eight count friggin' or eight uh, sequence Tabata. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Eight cycles of that. You do a bicep curl with the kettlebell. Ease and squeeze, stretch and squeeze. Eccentric and concentric contractions, focusing on working the biceps brachii. When that's done, you get 10 second rest. You shake it out, step back. Your next cycle is going to be side straddle hops. Then your next cycle is going to be the shoulder press. Then your next cycle is going to be ins and outs, abdominal exercise. So we did that eight times. I handed it off to my friend Rob Thorey Mori, who did his sequence of that. Get a little air here. Pretty friggin' good. Pretty motivating. Necessary on a gloomy Tuesday morning. Where we got to stay motivated, right? Take a little tug on that water. Woo! Got to stay hydrated. Listen, I'm going to get right to it. This is the Marine Corps birthday week. I can't even tell you the passion with which I regard this organization and anyone who's ever served, man or woman, in any branch, okay? Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, State Guard. I mean, I've had people, anybody who serves, if you're willing to sign on a dotted line and basically sign your life away, we would refer to it as, to take a stand for this country, then that is very admirable, okay? People do this for different reasons. I've talked in the past about how, what got me into the Marines. I was essentially looking for a challenge, you know? What's the hardest thing I can do to prove my manhood, to prove my worth, to make myself stronger yet, and, you know, to step up to a challenge and and win, and to try to set a trend of that. That's That's what I've the Marine Corps means to me, you know, 25 years ago, something like that, I got on a bus, went to the airport and flew down to Savannah, Georgia, took the bus through the friggin' country, backwoods, Spanish moss hanging off of friggin' trees, unimproved roads, to show up in the middle of the night on some friggin' Greyhound bus. Pull up in front of the barracks, you got all these yellow footprints. Somebody comes on, tells you where it's gonna be. Drill instructor, probably some little short fuck. But he's got a big hat on, he's got big muscles, got tight freaking outfit, looking all svelte, looking all suntanned, jacked, intimidating. Get the fuck off my bus, get on those yellow footprints, shut your mouth, do what you're told. And from that time forward, it was like an indoctrination, man. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. This is how you're going to respond when we address you. This is, you know, where you're going to eat chow. This is where you're going to take a shit. This is where you're going to live. 
this is called, this is what this phase is, there's going to be three phases, and this is what's going to happen in these phases, and we're going to teach you every day, you've got to bring these books around with you, and open up the books in chapter one, and you're going to cover customs and courtesies, or Marine Corps history, or different techniques, shit, we were drilled, that's part of the reason I call myself Dr. Drill, paying homage to that drill instructor, that disciplining, motivating character, combination of tough and love. You see, they care, and they want to see you succeed. They want to see you, if you have what it takes, if you take everything that they throw at you, they want to see you join their ranks. They want to see more people like them on the team, you know? It's a boot camp experience. Man, everybody's got powerful memories of that. Well, a lot of people were sitting on their couches and dicking around and, you know, um, doing all that shit, just kind of back on the block living at their parents' house and working the sub shop or whatever. We were down in South Carolina in the fucking heat, in the swamp, learning how to fire weapons and do a million push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and fight each other. And like we were like a training ground, man. It's what you want to do. Push the human anatomy to its maximum capacity, physically and mentally, and come out resilient. So that's what it's all about. So what do we do for the Marine Corps birthday? Well, different Marine, different people, they, uh, they celebrate in various ways. 10 November 19, uh, 1775 is when my Marine Corps came alive. There's a, there's a cadence. Back in 1775, back in 1775, my Marine Corps came alive. My Marine Corps came alive. And first there came the color gold. First there came the color gold. Show the world that we are bold. Then it came the color green. Show the world that we are mean. Then it came the color red. Signify the blood we shed. Then it came the color blue. Show the world that we are true. So it goes on and on and on. Nice motivating cadence. Talking about uh, the pride, the work ethic. The core values of the United States Marine Corps, what we stand for, calling cadence, shuffling in time, in place, heavy on the left foot, clapping on the left foot, heavy on the left foot. Everybody's in, in cadence, right? Everybody's in step. It's powerful. It's like a sense of unifi- unity, unifying people, bringing them together for a common goal. We were young, dumb, and full of cum, so we wanted to go out there in the common goal. We wanted to fight. We wanted to represent our country well, kick everyone else's ass. Go get the bad guys. And there's always a bad guy or somebody who we are positioning as the bad guy. So we focus our efforts on destroying that person and any of their team, right? In my time in the Marine Corps, I've met some friggin' characters, man. I got friends from the Deep South. I got friends who are black and white and Puerto Rican and Asian and pasty white country bumpkins. People from all over the freaking place. The city and the country and the suburbs. Smart, dumb as a box of freaking rocks. Strong, weak, slender, big dicks, little dicks. Rich, poor. The demographic, they were all represented. It is a melting pot, the United States Marine Corps. But everybody gets along. 
because the work unifies people. It connects people. You know you have to work together in order to survive, essentially. So if you're a racist, you're screwed. That person, that, that black kid over there, or an Asian kid, or a Jewish kid, or whatever, may be the individual that saves your life. You have to work together. And so what a great thing. You know, just everybody's working together under duress. That's what I love about the Marine Corps. I got some friends that I experienced things with, thankfully all in peacetime, but man, we trained our asses off and suffered in various parts of the world, training under the elements, working hard, living aboard ship, traveling to Okinawa and Australia and Morocco and France and Israel and Greece and Okinawa, Korea. all over the eastern seaboard and California. We just did a lot of training, went a lot of cool places. We did this at a very impressionable time in our lives. You know, the human mind is not, all those connections aren't fully made. It's not, the brain is not matured completely until age 25. And so, prior to age 25, 18 to 25, essentially, 20, 18 to 22 for most of us, in four-year enlistment, we were out there going on an adventure, you know? Not unlike a young individual, a young man, let's say, from 15, 16, 17, 1800s. And you become of age, you're like, fuck it, I gotta go out and make my way in this world. And maybe you live in the country, you venture into the city, and you start working here, and, you know, so you're Benjamin Franklin, you start working in a printing press, and you're, uh, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, when you when you work under somebody, I'm trying to fucking think of the name of it. You're an apprentice in the printing press, and then you fucking learn your shit, and you're really good at it. And you buy your own printing press, and you buy a piece of the company. Next thing you know, you run your own newspaper. Then you're fucking uh, tinkering around with scientific stuff. You know, you you help uh, to discover and apply the use of electricity, you know, and you create the first post office in Philadelphia, and you create the first fire department officially in Philadelphia, and you gather the greatest minds in the area, I mean, like, anyway, my point is going on a vision quest, going on that, uh, that kind of rite of passage at the end of our youth, we go off and have an experience, and that's what, that's a very valuable thing. And that's what the Marine Corps means to me. I have countless stories. I have countless friends and people that I'm still connected with, although they're, we're so separated. I have no idea what's going on with their lives most of the time. Thankfully for things like Facebook and etc., I'm able to keep some tabs on people. have a sense of what they're up to. But, I mean, we might be across the country. Might be somebody living out of the country that I keep in touch with. And the bond is still there. We know something about one another. We have confidence in one another's character. If somebody really needed us, we would be there for them. We have done this. We've 
had sick Marines, and we've taken drives, these pilgrimage down there to see them and support them and do whatever we can. We've done that. We'll do it again. So it's a brotherhood. It's a, a, a sisterhood. It's a meritocracy where you're part of an organization and your performance is going to dictate where you get. And this isn't some job where you just show up and like you just kind of hide in the background. I mean, people will always try to do that and some that's what the, that's just the way they are. They're not leaders. But the Marine Corps generates leaders, cultivates that within people. And so you perform physically, mentally, you lead well, you get promoted. And the best people rise to the top. That's the idea. Certainly examples where that didn't happen. But what I'm trying to say is that these military organizations, you can't be a shitbird and get any respect whatsoever. And so these Marines that I keep in contact with are all solid individuals who stood the tests, withstood the tests of time and effort and challenges, many challenges, while serving. And I'd do anything for them. So what do we do on the Marine Corps birthday? We're visiting that. Go to your local bar. You get a beer. Right? You leave a beer on the bar for somebody who is no longer with us. Maybe somebody you served with who had passed. I know several of them. And I served in peacetime. The guys that stayed in. Some of them deployed. Some of them you know, died in the line of duty. So pretty crazy. You leave a, leave a beer on the bar for them. You say, you know, thanks for your service. How you doing, brother? Stuff like that. Tell some stories. Try to identify with people who, you know, might have been from a similar unit or done similar training. We go to a place called Cookies down in Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is the birthplace of the United States Marine Corps. 1775, my Marine Corps came alive in a little bar two-story house not far from Penn's Landing where everything was, was basically situated. That's where the heartbeat of Philadelphia was at the time. Where all the immigrants came in and all the shipping came in on the local uh, Delaware River, Schuylkill Rivers. Everybody gathered and offloaded ship uh, cargo from ships and, and you know Packed up for voyages and etc. etc. There's a marketplace right there, and there was a two-story place. I forget who the hell owned it. But this woman owned it. It was a tavern. Everybody went there and got shit housed. When we were gonna rise up against Britain and fight for our independence, there was a recruiting, the first Marine recruiting uh, campaign was started there by a guy named Mullins, I think. Samuel Nicholas was our first... Um, he's the first Marine recruiter. Shit, I'm forgetting. But anyway, he was there. He was signing people up. Hey, you want to fight for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean? And we got to get this. And we need to be independent. We need to be our own country. Sure. Where do I sign? What am I signing up for? Where am I going? Where are you going to send me? Kids and 
middle-aged men and anybody who, who could, who's strong and capable and relatively healthy and could grasp a rifle or a blade in their hands, man a cannon, ride a horse. These people were assembled, given some form of pay, signed up, and they went out and kicked ass. That's where it began. So we meet in Philadelphia. We go to the place that Tun Tavern, uh, where Tun Tavern was near. It's, there's like a sign there. It says, here stood Tun Tavern, birthplace of the United States Marine Corps. It's right off of Penn's Landing by the Irish statue, all these Irish immigrants getting off a boat there. So... We go to that statue, we walk around uh, Old City, Philly, we go down to Cookies, which is in South Philly, which is a shithole of of an area, it's the setting for inspiration for Rocky 1, so you think about this downtrodden area, working class, you know, pissing streets, all these dwellings, Sandwiched together. I think a lot, a lot of the yuppies live there now. That place actually has value because nobody lives in inner city Philly. Now they live in South Philly. And this is closer to the stadiums and all that shit. But go down to Cookies, and there's a guy named Wagner, Daddy Wags, they call him. And he was, uh, he served in Vietnam. Forget his rank, but he, he came back. He said, you know what? Marine Corps is born in Philly. Let's. Let's, uh, I got a bar. We're going we're gonna to celebrate here. And every year they'd have a huge friggin' block party that they still have. Cops close down the streets, put up barricades. Vehicles can come in. Bikers come in. Let, uh, they got all their colors on. Marine Corps, Biker Club, whatever the hell they're called. They're all lined up in there. Loud vehicles, Harleys, cigar smoke. You got a thousand kegs and five porta pissers that you wait in line for and they get some choke and puke food beans and wieners and meatball sandwiches and shit like that which is all the types of food that we ate when we were in at a special occasion it's cheap filling fatty so you wait in line go underneath the tent get yourself some grub you stand in the street it's circled up, looking all around for people that you might know, that you might have served with years ago, or people that you had seen in the crowd in the years previous, and say hello to them. And everybody commemorates the United States Marine Corps and their service and and the history of the Corps. You have half a dozen beers, or some people overdo it. They're bringing bottles and weed and whole nine yards. <clears throat> and you just stand there, tell stories, smoke cigarettes, dip, talk shit, and it's a beautiful thing. And so it's that time of year again. We always have individuals who are coming, and they come from very far. I got people come in from California, from Georgia, and there's some local folks like myself. And I know how challenging it is just to even get there, and I live 30 minutes outside of Philly. Life is busy. And I was just talking to my buds. We thought that it was difficult to walk around in the woods 
<clears throat> with all this equipment strapped to us, toting rifles and being responsible for all our gear and, you know, trying to toe the line in a very stressful situation. We thought that that was hard, and it was, physically, mentally. But civilian life, it has its slings and arrows too. It can be very challenging. And time is very precious as you start your family, watch them grow and work, pay bills, all this shit. Very, very important. There's things that replace your passion for service, let's say. But it's always important for us to recall and commemorate, recollect on our service. It's a very special thing. I, I, don't, I know a few things that are more important, more sacred than actually than serving. Serving something. Serving for good. Ideally trying to help people to use your strengths to... Had a bust ass there. Using your strengths to help people, fighting for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean. I mean, these are noble things to fight for. And once upon a time, I didn't really care. I didn't discriminate as to what I was fighting for. I just wanted a bad guy to thwart, to destroy, shoot him up sort of stuff. But now we've become, we've learned a lot more, become more discriminating about who we want to fight. I do anyway. Some people are just ready to kick indiscriminate ass still but this is it's that time of year again tell some stories as we get closer see if I can get some people on here to interview them ask them what the core means to them and to tell a little bit of the story Semper Fi Devil Dogs huh!